Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Travel is seriously part of my DNA, and as many of you probably know, my go-to travel card is the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. I love this card so much, I earn miles on the things I buy every day and earn two times miles at gas stations and restaurants. The card also comes packed with awesome travel benefits that make flying even better. Sound like something you would like? Then you'll love this. Apply today and you can earn 50,000 bonus miles after qualifying purchases. Your next adventure just got so much closer. Head to city.com slash podcast to learn more. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea. And I'm JC. And we are so excited to have you today because... This is a doozy. We're talking worst roommate stories. There are so many submissions for this. Most we've ever had. Most we've ever had. Because I think every single person has had a bad roommate. It's… Almost everybody. These stories are just… It's… They're insane. They're insane. But first, before we get into those, me and JC have something very important to talk about. The Provo's Most Eligible new series on YouTube. It's like the Provo Bachelor, you guys. Yeah. And we're giving them a shout out because I was about to go to sleep one night and I was feeling like I kind of just wanted to watch a video to like wind down. And I went on YouTube and it was on my, it was like on my, what's it called? Trending? No, it wasn't trending, but it was not requested. What is the word I'm looking for? Recommended. Mm -hmm. It was on like a recommended page or whatever. And I saw that it was out. I had dabbled in watching it last the last season um, just kind of for the cringe. Like, I just thought it was so cringy and funny that they were making that show. But they have upped the production so much this season. And they're making it, like, a real deal. They rented yeah. out a freaking mansion. It's like a, a golf, golf resort, course. Yeah. Like a, and they're filming it there. And they're, like, not messing around. No. And I've only watched the first— it was episode one and two. Did they air the same or was it all one episode? It was all, it was two episodes, part one and two. But part it's, one and two. it's episode one, part one, part two. Of like the first week. Yeah. So so that's all we've watched up to this point because this is going to come out when more episodes are out. So we'll keep you guys updated on our thoughts on our Instagram story. Mm-hmm. So I've only watched those and you have, have you watched both of them? Yes. Okay. So it was basically them, three girls. Yeah, introducing the bachelorettes. So there's three bachelorettes, three girls, and then 30 guys. And they're kind of doing their own thing. Like, Mm -hmm. they're kind of putting a twist on the classic bachelor thing, which I think is fun. Yeah, and good. Yeah, so they're doing three girls, and then they partnered with the app Mutual, which is like a dating app. Which Um, is basically Tinder, but for a certain religion, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So you can—it's like farmers—what is it called? I didn't realize it was like I didn't realize it was for like yeah. a religious thing. I had no idea. Yeah, it's called mutual. I know, but I didn't know. Oh. I just thought it was like yeah, 
whatever. That's funny. Yeah. So anyway. So you can find other Mormon people on there. Okay. Gotcha. So they partnered with that app to like, and they kind of utilized it in the show. So they had the 30 guys like swipe right for which girls they wanted, I think. And then the girls got to swipe right for which guys they wanted. And if they were a match, then that guy, like that was who, oh my gosh, why can I not That's who he met. You know how on the night of The Bachelor, when the the Bachelor is like standing, yeah, and then the guys come out of the limo. So that's how they knew which guy to pair with which girl. So they all got to meet like kind of different guys, but then they all got a chance to talk to each other like at a cocktail esque party, but no cocktails included. Exactly. And so it's so cringy, you guys. It is so cringy, but in the best way possible because they kind of know it's cringy. Yeah, they don't. Kind of. They like bank off of that. And so there's, if you guys have been to Provo, you know what a Provo bro is. There are Provo bros. There are really sweet guys on there. There are some guys where I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, it's just so good. And we were like, it's kind of a joke at first, but yeah. then you get invested. Yeah. Now we have favorites. Now we, we ship people together. Exactly. But it's the first episode. So they did a little teaser for the remaining, you know, for the season. And it's like group dates. And I'm just like, this is going to be fun to watch. I feel like this is going to be, you know. Because guess what? Provo is a weird place to date. It is is. like no other place in the country to date. Dating there is such a weird thing. It is very weird. So it encompasses that. It shows the world like, hey, this is kind of what Provo dating is like. These are what we, this is, this is us. So it's really interesting, but also has the drama. We already got some antagonists on there. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love that they like know that they're causing drama. It kills yeah. me. So we went to high school with Keaton. Yeah. I grew up in the same ward as Keaton. I've oh, known really? Keaton since I was literally probably five or something like that. Yeah. I We've never hung out that much. Like I don't know him super well, but he's on it as one of the contestants. And he's super funny. And he yeah. runs like a meme page on Instagram. And so he was talking about how there was someone – Another guy there that had like stolen one of his memes. It just is just funny. <laughs> yeah. It so is funny. anyway, we're rooting for Keaton because we know him. Yeah. We hope he wins. Go Keaton. And yeah, we'll just see what happens. But I, we want you guys to watch it. So go look it up on Provo's Most Eligible on YouTube. Go watch it so we can all be hooked together and we can talk about it. Yeah. And we'll keep you guys updated on our yeah. thoughts. Okay. Well, speaking of Provo, Chelsea and I both lived in Provo for a period of time. Chelsea and I were actually roommates. My shocking story is Chelsea as my roommate. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but we have had, you know, some shocking experiences. Yeah. Um, but we weren't in, we've mentioned this before. We weren't actually in the same room. No. We both roomed. We were in the same apartment, but we weren't in the same room. Right. We, we split were up different for our own people. good. Which it's like people always say don't room with your best friend. There are actually some on here that like they started out as best friends and then they it's like turns into something that's not yeah. okay, which I'm glad did not happen to us. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably was best that we split rooms. But honestly, I think Chelsea and I are a rare match. Yeah. We're three and a five, or sorry, three and a four mm-hmm. Enneagrams. Honestly, the match made in heaven. Yeah. So we get along very well. I don't think we would have had a falling out, but I'm glad we didn't. I'm, I'm like, no still- possible way. <laughs> I'm glad we're still soulmates. Yeah. So. Well, and we, oh, I'm like, and this is why we're good. Why? But and because. I feel like we're pretty honest with each other if something's annoying us or bothering us. And so we yeah. were like at that. I feel like it's at that point if you're with a friend and you, you're not at that point yet. It's really hard to be a roommate with them. Yes. You're not able to express how you feel. So then it's just built up anger. Yeah. Whereas if something was super messy or something, I'd be like, you Can gotta you? fix that. Yeah. Or you would tell me. Yeah. So it doesn't, we wouldn't get, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my, here's my most shocking roommate story, which 
I hesitate even sharing because I know that the intent behind it was not malicious or bad in any way, but it was a shocking experience in the moment. So I woke up and honestly, I have the worst memory. We've discussed this before. Um, so the details are foggy. Chelsea, maybe you'd remember more, but I remember that I woke up and I had a photo shoot. I was like a full-time photographer at the time. So I had a photo shoot that I had scheduled for that day. And I got up and like went about my business, was like eating whatever. And then it was time to go to my photo shoot. And I'm not someone who's on time all the time, but when it comes to like photo shoots, I would always try and get there like 10 minutes before, but it's not like I left much room for error. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, so I went outside to go into my car and my car was not there. And I was super confused because I had parked somewhere where I was like, that should not have gotten like towed. Like that was definitely a parking spot that I could park at. So I was really confused. And I'm calling all these towing places because I'm like, that's the only explanation. Yeah. Like, or it was stolen. Yeah. Or it was stolen. Oh, that was the other thing I thought that my car got stolen. So I'm like, it's either stolen or it's towed. Those are the only two options. I'm shook about either one of them. So I'm calling all these towing places. But meanwhile, I have a shoot to go to. Yeah. So I'm like, I have to like get a ride somewhere. So I called my friend who took me. I think it was Tyson. Tyson. Because I wasn't, I wasn't even around when this was happening. Okay, so Tyson took me to my shoot, which is at Sundance, which is like a ski resort. And it's kind of far. Yeah, it's not super close, but it's also not like terribly far away. No. So Tyson came to save the day. He took me to my shoot. I'm calling all these towing places. I'm calling my parents, telling them like my car's been gone. It's at, by the end of the, or yeah, the middle or end of the photo shoot, it's been like hours. And I'm just like, what the heck am I going to do? My car yeah. is gone. Yeah. So while I'm at Sundance, my roommate, I run into her and I see her and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to die. My car is literally gone. Like it's stolen. I can't find it. And she's like, wait, what? I have it. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? (laughs) And she's like, oh, I took it to like, she was, she was doing a photo shoot, I think there as well or something. She's like, oh, I have it. Like I took it. And I'm like, what do you mean you took it? And so she's a thief. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> so kidding. she stole the car. No, so she stole the car. So she was like, I wrote you a note, like, and she, like, wrote me a note and left it on the counter that she was taking my car because her car was, like, having problems. Or she didn't, I don't remember. But I obviously didn't see the note. Yeah. And so basically that's my most shocking story. Yeah. I just, in the moment, it was so mind-blowing because yeah. I'm like, I just thought there would only, and I don't know how, like, if I had the keys— I'm like, I'm confused. As, I don't know all the details. Yeah. It's like, how did I? I think I had two sets of keys maybe. So I yeah. had the keys and I'm like, where is it? Yeah. So I know she wasn't trying to actually steal my car, but I was also confused as to the fact that she left me a note and didn't text me or something. Just because yeah. it's like, t- texting would have been a surefire way for me to know yeah. that like you took it. And also like, who, who's to say you're going to see a note? And also you had a job. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that was yeah. my most shocking, like in the moment, I was just so shocked. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that was also like very soon after we moved in. So it was just like a shock because we were already all roommates. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, it is shocking to like all of a sudden. Didn't you leave your car all the time? I felt like you left your car and I would always use your car. What do you mean? Like when I go on trips? Yeah. Like I felt like your car was always there for some reason and you weren't. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would travel, and like when I would, I would leave my car. Obviously, like, oh if yeah. I flew. I feel like I was always using your car. <laughs> Without my knowledge, amazing. Everyone stole my car while I was gone. <laughs> no, like while you were me. gone. Like while you're gone, I think you were like, oh, you can use it. But I, I remember being like, what? when I'm thinking back, I never remember driving around in Provo <laughs> with you. I just remember in your car. 
Like driving <laughs> to the grocery store or something. What the heck? Because I didn't have a car. Oh, the yeah. first semester. Oh yeah, I got one at Christmas time. But the Nissan Altima, great car. Loved great it. car. Huh. R.I.P. to that car. R.I.P. You guys. Buckle the heck up for this, okay? When we first decided to do roommate stories, I just was elated because my brothers were living in Provo again together. And I wasn't living in Provo at that time when they were both living there. But I have lived with, I've lived in Provo at the same time as my older brothers. Um, sometimes they didn't live there. Sometimes I did. But anyways, we we hung out in Provo all the time. We both lived there at different times. Whatever. I was not living in Provo at this time. Unfortunately, I really wish I was. But they moved in with, there were six guys in the, part, in the apartment. And my brothers, so um, they're two years apart, Lad and Clay. And um, they're like best friends, but they're brothers, you know. Brothers aren't like sisters or girls, whatever. And they have other friends in that apartment with them. So one of their friends moved out. So they had a new person move in. And it was such a shocking situation. There are so many endless stories. I met this roommate that they're going to talk about one time. And it was a very strange experience. So it, it was a random guy. They had no idea. Yeah, a random guy came in. Okay. okay. So I asked them to send them to send a story in. And from their each of their perspectives, because from each of their perspective, it's very different. Is it the same story? No, there's so many. They each kind of told different stories. Okay. Because there are so many stories. But I'm going to read my brother's, my brother lads first. Okay. Okay. I cannot wait. I was screaming earlier about this. <laughs> I had a roommate, we will call him Richard, who believed he was a member of the Jewish faith. He wasn't. He was LDS. And they say this because they went to BYU and he was in their ward and— like, went to church as a Mormon. Yeah. But it was like, I'm Jewish. And they're like, okay. Okay. He was very devout for not actually being Jewish. He once grabbed a glass picture frame and threw it on the ground and yelled, I can't say it, but it's a German word, Chris something, German for night of broken glass, reference to the first overt aggression the Nazis made against the Jews, and then looked at us all very angrily. We were all very confused and angry with him. To show his devotion to his faith, again, he was not Jewish, Richard would sing hymns in Hebrew. This was strange to us, but we dealt with it. This guy was one of those passive-aggressive types and hated our other roommate, Brian, for no real reason, even went so far as to yell that the Holocaust was caused by people like Brian. So, yeah. Well, one night, Richard started singing his hymns very loudly so that Brian, who was interviewing for a graduate school the next morning, wouldn't be able to sleep. Brian and I go out and ask him to please stop. It was like 11 p.m., Richard says he won't stop and doesn't. We ask him again, and he says he will only stop if we call the police on him. We tell him that we aren't going to do that, but he should really stop. Richard gets really angry and says, well, if you won't call the cops, then I will. What? He picks up his phone. It was a landline phone. He threw his $1,000 iPhone into the pool to protest technology and starts talking as if he, like, at some point he had thrown his phone Yeah. In the pool. And starts talking as if he is talking to the police in an emergency. He says, please send someone over right now. There is a black man in our kitchen holding a knife. Richard is African-American. The rest of us are all very, very white. We are standing there listening, thinking there is no way he really called the police. So we go back to bed, listening to Richard singing his hymns. About 10 minutes later, we hear a pounding on the door and someone outside yelling, put your hands in the air so we can see them. I'm thinking to myself, no way. That psycho actually called the cops on himself. I walk out and get shouted at to put my hands up, so I do. I see Richard on his knees with his hands in the air and three or four police officers' weapons out and pointed at Richard. 
Richard is saying, don't shoot in a, in a panicked and very disturbing psychotic voice. I told the officers that everyone was all right and if it would be okay if I opened the door. I let them in and they swept through the house. Weapons out. There were five or six officers. They asked me if I was the one who called. I said no. They started asking Richard questions and I could slowly see them putting this together. Finally, one officer asks, Richard, did you call 911? Richard says yes and the officer gave the biggest eye roll I've ever seen. All the officers finally relaxed. They eventually left and Richard went to bed. He was evicted the next day and made a maple syrup, water, and semen, yes, semen cocktail, and poured it on our table in protest or something. Oh? He then went into the management office and begged not to get evicted. They felt bad for him and let him stay, much to our dismay. You, this is not real. You haven't even heard the worst of it. No, there (laughs) is no way. We tried again after we sound a bunch of very raunchy tweets about how he wanted to have sex with some of the guys in the apartment. He was out by the end of the week after that. I would have felt worse for him, but he was such a jerk to all of us the whole time we lived with him that we were all very happy to see him go. And then this is the perspective from my brother, Clay, who he was in love with, literally. Wait, the crazy roommate was in love with Clay? Yeah, so uh, Clay called him John. We're all protecting his name. His name's not actually Richard or John. Okay, Clay is the younger. He's my still my older brother, but he's the younger of Vlad and Clay. Okay, okay. Well, also, let me give you a background. My brother Clay is more soft-spoken, but he'll like, he'll say what he means, but he, he's not like outwardly loud, very quiet, very kind. Anyways, and, and Lad is very um, outspoken, very loud, and yeah. Okay, well, in summary, I'll use John for his name. For the first month, he was normal and nice. Slowly but surely, he began to get more comfortable, and we paid the price. There are dozens of stories from him calling the police on himself to throwing a picture frame to the floor and attempting to clean up the glass by pouring a bucket of water on it. Twice. Oh. But I'll just explain the story that only I was a witness to. We'd been trying to get rid of John for four months, and he was finally getting evicted. When one of the apartment employees came to give the eviction notice, he hid in his room and wouldn't come talk to her and pretended to be asleep. So she made sure he responded and then left the notice on the table. The second she left, he came out and tried to convince me that I should read it to him. I promptly refused. Chelsea, I was just trying to watch TV. So he went into the other room and I ignored him as I was now accustomed to doing that after six months. Wait, he wanted Clay to read the, the eviction notice to him. Why? You, I have no idea. Okay. Very odd. This guy also, when I went up to the, this is a side note. When I went to the apartment, he had clocks on their, he had hung up clocks in their living room, like six different clocks. And they were all set and they had like China, blah, blah, blah. But they weren't different, even set. Different the, time zones? Yeah. They were just set to weird times. Not the right times. That were all Never that were heard going. anything weirder. No. I've never heard anything weirder. And he was very passive aggressive when we went there. Like we were. Yeah. What was your experience Saying him? something. That I only saw him one time and he came out and we were literally talking about a Bible story or something by chance. And he was like, oh, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, just having a little Bible study. Kind of joking. Nick was with me. Me and Nick were either engaged or dating. And he was like, oh, yeah? What part? And I think Nick said something. And he was like, oh, that's a very important part. And, like, was just very weird and, like, left. And me and Nick were like, that gave us weird vibes. Yeah, it was just, like, a very interesting. Yeah. Okay. He was like, it's very important to have Bible study. Like, just very weird. I'm like, that's weird that people like the Bible. (laughs) No, just condescending almost. So we went into the other room and I ignored him. Okay, there was some activity in the kitchen, but I didn't really care. Some time passed and then a voice Clay, did you know I am a habitual syrup eater? I turned around just as he poured roughly four cups of hot syrup on the eviction notice. Also, he says, did you know I am a habitual hot chocolate drinker? 
a pitcher of hot chocolate on the notice, a habitual dishwasher, a liter of soapy water. And did you know I'm a habitual masturbator? Luckily, nothing was poured after that one. (laughs) He just put with like a face. I didn't say anything because I was ready to defend myself if necessary. He finally just left the room without cleaning up. He left three days later, but in that time, Lad found his Twitter account and an Instagram account. On his Instagram account was detailed an entire fake relationship he claimed to have with me, (gasps) including pictures of me that he had grabbed from my social media accounts. He referred to me as his confederate husband because I had lived in South Carolina and detailed all the quote-unquote dates we had. There were no dates. I was actually dating a girl at the time, which according to his Instagram, he wasn't happy about. His Twitter was just basically weird sexual fantasies he had about me and sometimes some of our other roommates. Needless to say, I ignored him the few days he had left. Oh? And I can't even… Okay, this is one of his tweets. Oh my gosh. Oh, Clay, I would blank you on the living room couch right in front of all the other roommates. Come here, honey. I love you, honey, so much. (gasps) And there were… I went… I found his Twitter when this was happening. And Clay didn't even want to look at him. I found his Twitter. And it was, like, just terrible. I'm like, okay, this is, like… That is, like, sexual assault. Yeah, it is. Like, that is not Harassment. And I'm like, if this was a girl… Clay, if you were a girl, like, this would be way different. But, like, you should still be taking action. Like, you literally need to, like, file a restraining order and, like, a complaint. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Also, the same guy had gotten up in what's called testimony meeting at church. They were all in the same ward. And got up and started talking about how… Wait, what guy? The roommate. The crazy Richard, roommate. John, whatever. Okay. He got up. Remember, he's Jewish, supposedly, but right. he was at church. He got up to bear his testimony. And his testimony was all about how all of his roommates were sinners and, like, everything that they were doing that were just, like, so sinful. And one of my other brother's friends who lived with them saw him get up to bear his testimony and was like, this has got to be good, and started recording it. And they have it recorded. And it was just him being like, this, these guys stay up late. They say these bad words. They swear. They do this. And my brother's first of all like, we don't even swear that much. He swears all the time. Oh. And was saying things that he does and saying that my, in front of the entire ward. Like all of oh. their, all of the people they lived by. My. Yeah. You were right. I've never been more shocked. No. How have I not heard these stories? I don't know, honestly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, why did what shaked me the most, like pouring syrup on the notice? Yeah. And pouring, like that pouring is just a, a glass of water or pouring water on a broken picture frame. It's just, it's not, it's, no. it's not right. Something's not right no. in the head. That is, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Insane. Okay. Well, we started out with a freaking bang. Yeah. Gosh, dang it. Okay. I, I These stories are really just, all of the, that might take the cake. Yeah, on it most, might, but it, on the we'll weirdest, see. on the weirdest thing. Yeah, I've definitely ever heard. the weirdest. Well, also, most of the ones we have are from girls. That was right. the guy one, definitely, which I think is a good and interesting yeah. perspective. Chelsea, let's talk about mushrooms. Love them. You know, that's the thing is, I actually don't love mushrooms. I don't love to eat them, but that's why I love Four Sigmatic so much because I get them in my diet still because they're in the drinks, but the drinks don't taste like mushroom. Okay, you guys, Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity and help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. 
This is one of our absolute favorite sponsors. Chelsea and I are both obsessed with this brand. We always have it on hand. (laughs) I literally have it packed away with me to come on my trip with me. Yes. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixirs, hot cacaos, matcha, superfood blends, and lots more. Um, And they just keep adding on products that are just so good. So they believe in the real magic of functional mushrooms to enhance your well-being. They make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and very easy to do with their single-serve packets. So I have a lot of favorites of theirs, actually. I'll give you a few. I love, love, love their hot cacao. I've said this before. I'll drink it with oat milk maybe half oat milk, half water sometimes. Sometimes I add in a little sweetener or coconut creamer if I'm feeling like I really want a treat. But the ingredients are clean. They're so good and it's just delicious. And I also love their turmeric latte. If you know me, I love turmeric, one of my favorite flavors. So I love their turmeric latte, again, with oat milk. Um, You can add these to water or a nut milk or anything else that you want, but they are really so good. Yeah, I really love them as well. My favorite probably is the Lion's Mane and Chaga coffee mix. And it is the best tasting, it's like kind of tangy almost, it's, but sweet. I don't even know. It's amazing. I drink that almost every single morning. And we just had Celeste Thomas on the podcast. This episode has not gone up yet. But she is a she specializes in holistic skincare. And she was talking about glowing from the inside out. And she drinks Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee every single morning. I am obsessed also with the hot cacao mix. Again, it's the perfect nighttime mix. And like I said, I have it packed away in my carry-on so that we can have some while we're in Paris. Amazing. We have a special offer for you guys. You're lucky. You can receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase. So go to foursigmatic.com slash what we said or use our discount code what we said at checkout. That's pay attention. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash what we said. Go get some mushroom coffee. It was my freshman year in college. You know those feelings where you just feel like someone is watching you? I got those all the time when I was around this roommate. One time, I came home from an early class and went in to take a nap. She was studying across our room, and I laid down to fall asleep. I closed my eyes, but I kept getting this feeling like she was watching me. So I opened my eyes, and sure enough, she was hardcore staring at me. After that, I always covered my face when I was sleeping. Then it got weird and she started staring at me when I would walk into our bedroom in a towel. I would just walk into the room after showering to grab some extra clothes. I've never felt more uncomfortable in my life. Staring is not okay. Yeah, people who stare and don't break eye contact. Not okay. Not okay. No. It's like a sign of aggression. You know, okay, (laughs) this is a complete tangent. Yeah. In Bali, if you stare, if you look into a monkey's eyes, they'll bite you. Really? And so when we were in Bali, Leif accidentally, this was two years ago that this happened, Leif accidentally looked at it. Like, he looked down because it was trying to get into his bag, and he looked at it, and they made eye contact, and it bit him. And then it happened to someone else that I know that went to Bali recently. Looked at it in its eyes, and it bit him because it's like a sign of aggression, like staring. Isn't that weird? I've heard you're not supposed to do that with dogs, but I literally stare at my dog all the time, and she just stares back. Oh, really? I literally look at Lady all the stare at her all the time. Like, we, like, <laughs> yeah. I co- make eye contact. Yeah, I've heard that. So I would always be scared to do it with dogs, but. Uh. Probably with, like, a stranger dog or yeah, something. Yeah, true. Okay, hi, Chelsea and JC. First of all, I love the podcast. So this might be kind of long. All right, we said this before, on, or I guess that, that one, one hasn't aired yet. But um, you guys don't have to apologize for them being too long, because if they're too long, we won't read them. And don't say yeah. that, because it's like. No, we won't read them on the podcast. Oh, Yeah. Is what I mean. Yeah. I'm like, we won't even give them the time of day. <laughs> no, we just won't read them on the podcast if they're that long. Right. So don't be, don't mind, you know, it's fine. 
I had a super weird roommate for about a month, my first semester of college. I was going up with three of my friends, and she and another random girl were put in our apartment with us. She found my email through the student directory and reached out before school started to introduce herself and seemed super sweet. When we first started school, my friends and I invited her to go do stuff with us all the time, but she stopped coming along after the first week. She also went to bed by like nine on weekends and then would come yell at us if we were awake or had people over past then. One time we were playing Fergalicious and she, <laughs> bye, <laughs> and she came out and asked who was playing and said she didn't know the song or who Fergie was and told us that they didn't have that kind of music in Utah where she was from. What? Mm, that's a lie. <laughs> Anytime we watched a rated R movie, she would leave and get really upset. She told us straight up that she was only at school so she could get married ASAP and made fun of me for being single and would go out with guys with free food. Anyways, one night we had people over and this guy walked into her room accidentally and scared her. My roommate apologized to her and she seemed fine. The next day we all came home to find out that she was crying on the phone to her mom and moving out. A couple of us left and one of our roommates stayed behind to get the whole story. Basically, she decided that we were terrible people and would not only be moving out, but was going to turn us into the honor code office. I go to BYU-Idaho, and they have a bunch of rules you have to follow. And our apartment complex for things like swearing, rated our movies, wearing shorts in our house that were against the school dress code, and staying up past curfew in hopes that we'd get kicked out, and she was going to sue us. Oh. Plus, her older brother and his friends came to help her move— and were swearing that if they ever saw us, they would jump us. <gasps> it all sounds so ridiculous now, but we were 18 and had been in college for roughly 15 minutes. So we freaked out. Eventually, we went down and met with our apartment manager who ended up having no idea the girl even moved out. Turns out she made everything up about trying to get us kicked out of school and suing us and just left. We also found out that her mom would call her and basically trash talk us without even knowing us. No lie, her mom told her that me and my friends were not nice girls because we were cheerleaders and to not trust us or let us use any of her stuff. Not sure what that even means, especially because none of us were cheerleaders. Her <gasps> brother, me? Yeah, her brother was pretty scary though and once followed me to the gym and stared me down for an hour while I worked out. Anyway, she's married now, has a kid, but she was seriously crazy. I did use her Netflix account for like a year though, so shout out to her for that. Oh, what a freaky, that is so weird. Yeah. Also, are those honor code? Is that are those rules still in place? I think so. Honestly, that's gonna need to change. The shorts—that's where I'm gonna have to draw the line. I'm so sorry. Okay, well that's a conversation for another day. Worst roommate story. I'm currently living with my worst roommate. My roommate sneaks into my bed some nights. Constantly eats all the food wait, wait, I wait, buy. Wait, wait, hold on. Stop right there. Sneaks into your bed. Into your bed. Constantly eats all the food I buy, and specifically tell. And tell him it's mine and to please not eat it. The worst part is he doesn't have a job or a car and never leaves the house. So if I wanted to be alone and not around him, I'd have to leave the house. He also makes me do all his laundry, wash, sort, fold, and put away. Oh, and my roommate is my one-year-old son. Hope this made y'all laugh. Oh, wait. I'm dead. <laughs> that is so funny. I was literally like, wait, it's a him? <laughs> Sneaks into my bed. I'm dead. Chelsea was like trying to get a word in. Like, why is she doing all his laundry yeah okay that was that was I was actually most when you're like it was a him I'm like excuse me are you in danger yeah okay let me read another one because that was short hello Chelsea and JC coming at you with my worst roommate story freshman year of college I was living in the dorms with a girl who we will call Sammy Sammy and I were matched by the housing board and we had not known each other previously two weeks into school and Sammy and I knowing slash living together, my boyfriend from high school comes to visit for the weekend. I had talked to Sammy about this, and she was totally chill about him coming and staying with us. So the weekend arrives, and so does my boyfriend, who we will call Steven. Here is the thing. Steven and I were both still virgins and had been dying to finally get some privacy to, well, do it. So the first day Steven— Do what? 
<laughs> so the first day Stephen is visiting, Sammy tells us that she's heading to the beach to go surfing for the afternoon. Stephen and I both look at each other like, score, now is our opportunity. Sammy walks out of our dorm with her enormous longboard and heads to the beach. Stephen and I start making out and getting into the mood. We finally both are feeling less anxious and are in agreement that we are ready, so we get in position and are barely starting to do the deed and get to it when the door walks in. The I, door walks in? It just ruins the whole story. <laughs> the door opens and in walks Sammy. We did not even have a second to react or move before Sammy sees us and runs out of the door screaming. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <gasps> Literally screaming. The thing is, when she ran out of the door, she dropped that enormous longboard she had been toting around in the doorway. So it gets stuck and the door to my dorm is still wide open with naked Stephen and I in full view. Oh my I immediately gosh. leap off the bed and run to the doorway where I can still hear Sammy screaming and people down the hall asking if she's okay. I retrieve the surfboard and quickly close the door. Steven and I promptly get dressed and agree we need to get the heck out of here since we were both shook, shooken up, love it, by the embarrassment of being totally walked in on. Steven and I head to the downtown area of our college town to cool off and grab a bite. We can both hardly talk the rest of the evening and we can't reckon our very first time. No clue. Okay. And since we had just barely done anything at all, were we still virgins? Was this our first time or wasn't it? All the anticipation had been kind of for nothing and ended with a whole new set of issues now I'm facing crying. Sammy again. Stephen and I eventually return to the dorm and see Sammy and we act just like nothing happened and try to act as normal as possible. Wait, what? Eventually the weekend ends and Stephen goes home without us regaining any bravery to try again. Sammy and I stay friends for years but never once talked about that afternoon or what she saw. The good news is Stephen and I eventually did it a couple weekends after that college visit on a trip back home where Sammy was nowhere close by. But the question still remains, when did we lose our virginity? Which time was our first? <laughs> we might never know. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. And also, why haven't you talked about it? Yeah. Like, I would just go in and friends. be like, sorry. Like, I know. so sorry. I know. Like, thought you were gone. I know. Otherwise, yeah. Girl, you got to talk about it. You got to talk about together. those feelings, girl. Okay, I have a really short one and then a long one. Okay. This one is lame, but she filled our entire fridge with, we counted 72 animals. Couldn't get to anything. <laughs> 72 animals. Wait, I love a animal. Yeah. Haven't had one in years. 72, though. Think about maybe 10 covers like the front. How does she front. even afford that in college? Yeah, honestly. And why does she need that many? Those go bad. Yeah. You can't eat that many. Weird. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Wait, I have feel like a lot of people have been saying y'all. Say y'all when they reach out to us, which makes me think we have a lot of people from the South, a lot of people from Texas. A lot of people who fake it. A lot of people who like to say y'all. <laughs> I am currently a senior in college. My freshman year, I had what I consider to be the worst roommate ever. I had originally signed up to live in a dorm on campus, but when assigned my dorm and doing some research, realized that I was going to be living in what is thought of as the most haunted building in my state. So I did what anyone would do in that situation, canceled my lease. This was about two months before move-in, so my options were slim to none. I found a company that was leasing student apartments and would match you with compatible roommates through a personality quiz. Hmm, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. I put that I was social, friendly, and would have friends oft over often with the occasional party. I have to think they completely threw away the quiz once I was finished with it because there's no way they would have paired me with her. Oh, no. I was assigned to a four-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment with three girls I had never met. Basically, the apartment had two bedrooms with one bathroom on each side and a common living room and kitchen. I was given their contract info a week before and tried to make a group message, but none of them responded. It's move-in day, and I'm so excited. I'm the first one in the apartment and decide to make some cookies for when my roommates arrive. The first two girls come together at the same time. 
At the same time, smile when I introduce myself, but lock themselves into their respected rooms. They were decently nice, but very shy. And I never once had a conversation with or really saw them again in the year I lived there. What the? Yeah, that's weird. Finally, I met my roommate, let's call her Ashley, that I share a bathroom with, but we each had separate bedrooms. She was dressed in head-to-toe black with black makeup ringing her eyes and fake red teardrops running down her face. This, I came to know, was her everyday look. I welcomed her, introduced myself, and offered her a cookie, to which she declined, and then made fun of some decorations I had put up. I thought, okay, this is not off to the best start, but I can manage. The first couple of weeks were fine, other than my food going missing, my wet laundry getting dumped on the floor. Ooh, I hate when people do that. Wait, why would they ever do that? Because they're, like, trying to use the the washer. So put it in the dryer. Yeah, but they're just rude. They just throw it on the floor because they're rude. That's rude. It yeah. It's all mildewy. Yeah. Wow. My packages somehow not getting delivered to me and Ashley getting up at 4.30 a.m. every day and locking herself in our bathroom to do her makeup until roughly 10 (gasps) a.m., often leaving me to have to go to school without being able to use a bathroom. That's terrible. That's not going to work. One Saturday night, I decided to have an impromptu party, which consisted of five people and was over by midnight. I cooked dinner for everyone and I invited all my roommates, to which they declined. Uh, I would love to be her roommate. I want cookies and food. Seriously. Ashley made a brief appearance to grab a beer and slinked back to her room. Then a few days later, I get a call from my apartment complex saying that one of my roommates called to complain about me. They said I was violating my lease by disturbing the other roommates and I could be kicked out of my apartment. What? Ashley seemed fine with my party, so I text the other two roommates apologizing and wanting to work something out. They both say it wasn't them. I'm convinced one of them is lying. I text Ashley about how I can't believe they would report me and she says, them? That was me, you stupid (gasps) B-word. Oh, She then decided to say that I was out of control, being way too loud and partying all the time, and she was going to have me kicked out of the apartment. I apologized, trying to work things out, and she won't have any of it. Sorry, this one's kind of a long one, so just just buckle up. I'm buckled in. A while later, Halloween rolls around, and I text in the group message asking if everyone would be okay with me having some friends over, and no one responds. So I have a few of my friends over in the living room to hang out. Nothing crazy. The next morning, I receive another phone call from my complex, another complaint. And that the next time they get a complaint, they'd kick me out. I head down to my park to my car in the parking garage, which has this parking spot next to Ashley, to find my windshield wipers completely ripped off my car. And not the replaceable wiper part. I'm talking the actual machine arms of the car. Oh. I call my apartment complex and tell them I know exactly who did this. They tell me they can't do anything and there are no security cameras in my parking garage. I pay hundreds of dollars to have my car fixed and file a police report, but there's nothing they can do. Then things get even worse. I cannot deal with this. I start to find things in my room go missing, including my desk chair. I ask Ashley about it. She says she doesn't know. So one day when I don't have class, I decide to turn off all my lights and TV, lay in my bed very still, and lock my bedroom door. Soon enough, I see the outline of someone walk up to my door and see the door handle move back and forth. (laughs) Ashley trying to get into my room. I report her to the apartment complex, and they say they can do nothing about it except ask for her to give it back. Apparently, they had called her and told her I had specially complained about her. Thanks a lot, apartment complex. Yeah. And when I came home from class, she was sitting in her room with the door open, which it never was, in my office chair, just staring at me. In her chair in the girl's apartment. Yeah. Oh, what a cr- that's creepy. I begged the apartment complex to let me switch apartments. They wouldn't let me. It got to the point where I would come home to find her sitting outside my bedroom door and would have to physically step over her to get inside my room. She would never say anything, just stare at me. One day, our apartment completely flooded from the washer malfunctioning. Everything had a couple 
about a couple inches of water except for my room. My room was directly across from the washer and the apartment had a slope that made the water go to everyone else's room but mine. Ashley was an art major and all of her drawings and paintings she for some reason kept on the floor and were completely ruined. She tried to convince the other girls in the apartment that I had done this and that I had done it on purpose. She then sent me a string of threatening texts that she would hurt me (gasps) that the apartment complex couldn't do anything about after I turned them in. Why can they do nothing about that, but they can do, they can kick her out? Yeah, for being I have loud. no clue. She continued to try to kick me out of the apartment and continued to try to scare me. Thankfully, it was nearing the end of the semester, but it got to the point in which I felt scared she would actually try to physically harm me. I got so paranoid I wouldn't eat any food in the kitchen. I'd either keep it in my room or go out to eat. If I was home, I would lock my door and keep the lights and TV off so she wouldn't know I was home. Still finding her trying to sneak into my room. Every Friday after class, I would drive back to my parents' house three hours away just to not be there. The absolute second my last final ended, I packed up my stuff and left three months before my lease officially ended. I blocked her phone number and blocked her on all social medias and thankfully haven't heard from her since. Gosh. Sorry, that was a long one, but oh, It's horrifying. Just, it's like, why are you living with roommates? You got to live alone if you're going to be like that. Yeah, exactly. Hi, I saw a few days ago you asked for embarrassing roommate stories, and I just now am getting around to writing you guys. Typical. I am a sophomore in college, and moving in freshman year, my mom and her friends decided to share their worst roommate stories with me. So, one of their roommates in college, her room was smelling terrible, and they did not know where the smell was coming from. The smell finally got so bad that after a few weeks, they looked through her stuff when she wasn't there and found a pile of used pads under her bed. (gasps) Cue gagging noises. Apparently, she was afraid to throw them away. Doesn't make an ounce of sense to me, but disgusting. Love you guys. Oh, my god! Can you gosh. imagine the smell of that? No, I can't, and I don't want to. I'll read another one since that was not too long. Okay. Hi, this story is not the worst, but it's kind of funny. So this happened around this time last year at the end of summer. I'm from Sweden, but I was doing an exchange year in the U.S. My host family lived in Indiana, but I traveled to New York first as the organization I went with had welcome days there. We were only there for three days, so I don't know if I can call them roommates, but I shared a room with two other exchange students, neither of them from Sweden. I arrived very late to the campus we stayed on, Both of my flights were delayed, so I arrived at maybe 2 or 3 in the morning. The airline lost all my luggage, so I was already feeling a bit annoyed. I was tired, and I was already— A bit annoyed. A lot annoyed. I know. And I was already missing my parents because I knew I wouldn't see them for another 10 months. Long story short, I walked into the room I was assigned, and one of— I was assigned, and one of my roommates woke up. As I said, it was really late, and we were both super tired, but she just looked at me and said— and then said, you cannot be here. Boys can't stay in this room. This might be the time to clarify that I am not a boy. (laughs) I have long hair and feminine features, but for some reason she would not believe me when I said I was a girl. I went went and got one of the leaders that was staying in the same building, but the other girl still would not let me in the room. I might add that she came from Germany and did not speak very good English, so it was hard to explain to her so that she understood. Eventually, I just walked in past her and sat down on the only available bed. I can't even remember what happened after that, but I do know that she was not in the room when I woke up and I never saw her again. Still confuses me to this day. Oh my gosh. Just was convinced that she was a boy. Could not fathom. It's like, what's that movie? What a she's girl the wants. Man? Yeah, she's the man. Oh, the best movie. <gasps> uh, oh, dead. I missed that movie. You can watch it. Okay, let's it's watch not it. Far. <laughs> like I miss it. <laughs> this horror story happened to me three years ago during my first year at college. I had moved three hours away from home and was dorming with two other girls. Everything was fine in the beginning, and nothing seemed to be wrong. But one day, one of my roommates decided to take the quarter off and left to go back home for a few months. After this, things started going downhill for me. 
The roommate that was still living with me started compulsively lying to me and ruined so many of my things, question mark. One night at two in the morning, she dropped her giant water bottle from her top bunk and it landed on my record player. Oh, I heard her sneak down to get it. And when I asked her about it in the next morning, she told me she never brought her bottle to bed that night. I thought it was strange of her to lie, but this was one of the first instances, so I didn't think much of it. Boy, was I in for a surprise. Another instance was when her toothpaste and body scrubs exploded all over my stuff under the sink. I literally had to throw so many things away. I texted her about it when I found out and she told me that it wasn't her toothpaste or her body scrub, even though at this point my other roommate had already moved out. This lie was too stupid for me to even argue about, so I just let it go, even though she ruined 20 plus dollars of products for me. Never even said sorry or offered to help me clean up. The final straw for me was during our finals week. She was going to stay up all night to study, but had decided to take a power nap. She set an alarm to go off at 1.30 a.m. so that she could get up and start studying again. The alarm goes off and she immediately snoozes it. The alarm proceeds to go off for another hour, every no. 10 minutes or so. No, 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 no. So I politely call for her and ask her to shut her alarm off. She says that she will, and so I just get into bed and try to go to sleep. But literally every 30 minutes that night, I heard her alarm go off. I would hear her wake up and type on her laptop for about five minutes before going back to sleep until the next alarm went off. I guess she said it a few more times that night, hoping that she would eventually get up for good, but never did. When I confronted her about it the next morning, she told me that she never set any alarms that night and she didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. Talking about this again makes me so angry. What gets me the most is that she didn't even use the typical alarm ringtone. She set her alarm so that it was the Who Are You song that used as a theme song for CSI. Oh my god. You know what song that is? Like, who are you? (laughs) That going off every 10 minutes. I would rage. That is the worst studying tactic. That's the worst tactic. You guys, here's the thing. Here's a little tip for you. Don't snooze your alarm. No. Okay. Tyson, I don't know if you're listening. You need to hear this more than anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. He sets a—I know a lot of people that do this because I used to. They set, like, 10 alarms. Yeah. So they'll set—like, if they have to be up at 7, they'll set an alarm for, like, 615, 6.30, 6.35, 6.40, 6.45. I'm not joking. I'm like, your quality of sleep is horrible at that point. It's actually better for you to just get up at 6. Yeah. Or if you're like, okay, realistically—plus, then you know— if you have the crutch of setting all those alarms, you're you're just kind of in the backyard like, oh, I don't need to wake up. Yeah. It's like I have another alarm set. That that I actually talked about this in my last YouTube video, the eight ways to have a better day. Yeah. Because there's a guy, Matt Walker, who's like a sleep expert. He's a neurologist and he talks about that exact thing. Like if you set your alarm and you push snooze, you're literally just trying to get back into your REM cycle, but it's not a full REM cycle. So you're just interrupting it. So it's just pointless sleep. Yeah, it's just And you're going to be more tired than if you were to just get up. Yes. So just get up, guys. Gosh, that is horrible, though. Yeah. Then anyway, she ended it by saying the 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 CSI theme song still haunts me to this day. I think about this now and laugh, but it was honestly a nightmare because I hate confrontation. I hope this story makes you laugh so that my trauma is worth something. Love your podcast so much. Oh, so annoying in the moment, especially when you're trying to sleep. Mm -hmm. Nothing's worse. Okay. One of my roommates posted on her Instagram story one day about buying a tarantula. My other two roommates and I figured her family was getting it as a pet and didn't think much else about it. The next day, she showed up at our apartment with the tarantula and said it was her pet. Me being terrified of spiders was not happy at all, and same with my other roommates. We went to the apartment management and tried to get rid of the spider, only to find out that we could not because it was considered her emotional support animal. No. Not a tarantula. Long story short, she eventually moved out and all was well, and no spider ended up crawling under my door and eating me. Oh, my god! I'm sorry. That's not helping your emotional state, huh? No, not at all. 
Okay, wait, this one's hilarious. Here's my story. So freshman year of college, I went in blind and was not super close to my roommate, but tried to make it work. Then one night I had to be up at 5 a.m. So I had texted her to ask if the lights could go off at 10 or 11 that night. Then I get back to the room and she was already asleep. So I thought I was in the clear. Then she wakes up and starts playing Snapchat videos. And so I just ask, hey, can you please put in headphones? And then I get no response. She storms out of our room, slams the door. And the next thing I know, she posted this on her story that I can see. All I asked her was for her to not All I asked was for her to put in headphones. Needless to say, I moved out shortly afterwards. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) And this is, she sent me the screenshot of the thing that she had posted. It was just like a black screen. I have really been too nice to my roommate because now she thinks she can tell me what to do with a skull (gasps) face and a waving emoji by. I need duct tape for my mouth at this point because I don't think she knows how reckless it can get. Oh my gosh. Look at it. Just like. (laughs) she posted that and posts it knowing that the girl can see it how reckless i can get yes the devil's hour yeah did the devil take over her i cannot with it oh it's so funny there was this one girl who was saying um so i could go on and on about my old roommate but this one really takes the cake i lived with three of my best friends our second semester of college and we found out we were getting another roommate Before even moving in, we found her Twitter account where she was talking trash about us. Hadn't even met us yet. Great start. But here's the good stuff. Over spring break, I was home and realized that I didn't have my favorite pair of black jeans. I texted all of my roommates asking if anyone had seen them, and no one had. I knew that I had left them in our laundry room, and our roommate had also had laundry in there at the same time, so I texted her personally, and she said she hadn't seen them. Fast forward to getting back to school, and I still could not find them. I asked her again, and she said she still hadn't seen them, but I knew she had them. I just knew it. So one day while she was gone, I locked the apartment door and went into her room to explore. I walk right in, and the first thing I see, besides 15 of our missing cups from our kitchen, are my black jeans. But not only my black jeans, but my jeans with holes cut into them with scissors next to them. No. So I texted her and said, why are my jeans in your room with holes in them? And this girl had the audacity to try and claim that they were her jeans that she had bought that had holes in them already. Also, it was very obvious the jeans did not come with holes in them. They were absolutely hideous. She kept trying to deny it, and I was not having it. Anyways, I was absolutely furious because she really just straight up stole my jeans, destroyed them, and honestly thought she could get away with it. So I made her Venmo me for the jeans, and she tried to act like it was all a misunderstanding. Also, to this day, I have never seen her wear the black jeans she claimed that were hers. Honestly, I could fill up a whole podcast with stories about this girl, so let me know if you ever need a guest. Love the podcast. You guys are awesome. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing worse than a liar or stealing clothes. Don't steal clothes without asking. Absolutely do not cut holes in them. No. Having roommates is awesome if you are all friends because you can trade clothes, Mm -hmm. which is like the best. But if you're not honest about it, that turns into a heinous situation. Yeah, or if you take them with and take the tags off of them before the person wears them That's going to be a no for me. And that has happened many times. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, here's the tea. Freshman year, of course, I had a roommate who claimed she was paralyzed. This sounds so insensitive, but I swear she was just absolutely insane. She was a 100% fine, healthy human being, but she convinced herself that she sometimes could not walk. Excuse me? She also couldn't tell temperatures, so she would make me and my roomies test her food temps before she ate. One day, she told us she was sick and could not walk. Wait, she can't read temperatures? She can't tell temperature like i don't know like maybe she oh like is this too hot right okay um one day she told us she was sick and could not walk and we all went to the cafeteria to get food while she laid on the couch not able to move when we came back we saw her running up the stairs (laughs) running 
in all caps. We got back to the room and she was back on the couch saying she had not moved the entire time. It was the weirdest experience ever and we caught her lying to us and others so many times. Love you guys in the podcast. It is the best. Hypothetical or not hypothetical. Um, What is it called when they just lie? Pathological liars? Pathological liars, liars yeah. Is crazy. It's It's nuts. Just lying for no reason. I wonder yeah. what causes that. I think it's actually a mental issue. Disorder? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Okay. Hi, I love the podcast. I lived in Provo for three years. So I had years and over and had over 19 roommates. My first semester of college, my two best friends and I moved into a popular apartment complex. Six girls in one bathroom. It was tiny. Okay, that six girls, one bathroom no, is not, not, not going to work. One of the girls was a nightmare, a total hoarder. She literally had bins and crap everywhere. It literally touched the ceiling. Her oh, mom no. would fly in from another state to clean her room. See attached picture of one day after <gasps> her mom left. She regularly had to pass kidney stones. And one oh, day no. I was cleaning the nasty apartment and found her kidney stones. No. In a red Solo cup on the kitchen table. I was out of town once, but my best friend woke up to the fire department in the living room. They had to call the fire department because her and her boyfriend were making out so hard she hit the back of her head on the couch. Not to mention she was kind of too lazy to get in the car and go to the hospital. She made them come get her. Anyways, we survived. Love the podcast. Let me show you this picture. She was making out so hard that she had to call the fire department. Yeah. Because she didn't want to drive to the hospital. Oh. My. No. And then she's sharing a room with someone. Yeah. How could you be okay with that? And how do you need that much stuff? That is too much. Yeah. Honestly, it's what my room looks like right now, so I probably I'm shouldn't like, be judging. Uh, isn't this crazy? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to change this? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to live in a clean environment? Oh, my gosh. I have so many stories. I don't even know what to do. We need to do another episode. Well, one of them, I'll I, – again, I'm not going to, like, tell the entire story, but it was her roommate was, like, always naked. And it wasn't just like, the- and it wasn't just like, oops, I like, I just got out of the shower, like, you know, yeah. whatever. It was like she would just like, like open walk the door, like she would want to know what the weather was like outside, so she would open the door and like kind of like walk out for a second, just completely naked and like, just do like cooking, just naked, everything. Wait, what? Yeah, and then I'm sorry, that's gonna be a no for me. The parents, her parents, not the nude girl, but the. Just yeah. the girl who's writing in. Like, her parents came down to help her move out or whatever. And she told the girl that was, like, always naked, like, my dad's going to be here at this specific time. And when no. they got there, she was just naked at her <gasps> desk, just naked, without a care in the world. And, like, her dad's just shook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I could have read that whole one, but basically. That's just, crazy. Yeah, just did not give a Come on. It's like, okay, if you live on your own, that's fine. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Well, even if it's like you have, it's even if you're with your absolute best friend, she sees you naked. It's like, yeah, whatever. But like, you're just gonna. No, not when you're like wanting everybody. Like, hey, I'm gonna walk outside. It's like, you got something going on down there that you gotta. Down there. Not down there, but I mean in your soul. (laughs) Down there. Hey guys, I love the podcast and it is the best part of my Tuesday morning. Okay, my freshman year of college, I decided to go with a random roommate. That way I could meet new people and get out of my comfort zone. Bad idea. (laughs) The first night of college, I was getting ready for bed because I had my first classes the next day, but my new roommate would not stop staring at me. I tried to just do my own thing and ignore her, but then she proceeds to start meowing at me like a cat. 
No, thanks. She is making purring and hissing noises while I'm trying to get ready for bed. I finally asked her to please stop, and she would not stop. I got in bed and just decided to try (gasps) and sleep, and she continued to make the cat noises. I was very weirded out and felt super uncomfortable. She stopped after a while and fell asleep. The next morning, I noticed all my t-shirts were missing in my closet. All of them. When oh I, when I saw my roommate that night, I asked her if she had seen my t-shirts. She told me straight to my face. She stole my clothes, and she was hiding them from me in my in her car. I immediately, I immediately broke down crying because I was scared that I was going to have to live this, with this girl for a whole year. The next day, I went to my RA and asked if I could move to another room. Thankfully, one of my friends attended the same college and didn't have a roommate, so I was able to move into her, her room that day. I never saw my old roommate again. Oh, my gosh. No thanks for the meowing. The cat noises. And it's like you don't know them. You're like, what do I do? Yeah. And she's like, can you please stop? And she's just like, no. And keeps going. And it's so, it's, you hear these stories. You're like, oh, I've said this before. It's like, you hear a story. You're like, oh, that's weird. But it's like, no, no, no. Please put yourself in that position of your, you meet your roommate for the first time. And then she steals all of your t-shirts. And tells you, I hid them from Yeah. She's like, yeah, I stole them. And they're in my car. It's like, okay, you are not to be messed with. You're scary. You're a scary individual. And You're a scary not kitty. want to be involved. <laughs> You're a scary cat. Bye. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, we have hundreds more, but we're going to have to stop Literally the podcast there. hundreds. If you guys loved this episode, please screenshot it and put it on your Insta story so we can see that you listened to it. And maybe even tell us your favorite story. Yeah. On our latest Instagram. Because we have been shook at these stories and we've been so excited to record this episode. Yeah. Because it is just shocking. Shocking, to say the least. But we love you guys. And if you guys want to follow us on Spotify, you can do that and subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And follow us on Instagram, like we just said, at What We Said Podcast, where we're going to—maybe we'll do a round two of these. Maybe. Let, let us know what you think. But we asked for all of your stories. There's a, a bunch of different good, subjects. Good, good episodes coming up. So— Follow me and Jay-Z on Instagram. You can watch our videos on YouTube if you want a little bit more, you know, because who can get enough of us? That's right. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great Tuesday and a great week. We love you. And that's that's what what we we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.